Now, what we talked about at the beginning of this chapter is we wanted to use calculus to represent something a little more accurate. We have a problem here at this zero. We would like to be more accurate, maybe, between five seconds and six seconds. Or maybe when we first start out. Notice his average rate of change in the first second is 160 feet per second. But his initial velocity was faster, wasn't it? That was 176 feet per second. So what's happening between when he starts and he goes up, he's going up at 176 feet per second, but on average, for that first one second interval, his average rate of change is only 160 feet per second. What's happening there? He's going fast just at the beginning, and then gravity's slowing him down, right? And the average rate of change is averaging in his initial position and his ending position. And so his initial velocity is being averaged out with smaller velocities at the end of the interval. And that's why, that's why we only have 160 feet per second on the average rate of change. So we would like to be able to be more accurate. For example, what if we want to know what, what speed he's going at any one instant? And so that's why we call that his instantaneous velocity. So we would like a formula for his instantaneous velocity. His velocity, his speed with a direction at any one instant in time. Now, you may already know what that would be. Um, and you, you might have seen the, the introduction to this chapter, or you might have learned it somewhere else. The instantaneous velocity is related to the tangent line. And we're going to see that in just a minute. The average velocity, the average rate of change, is related to, you take a delta y over a delta t, right? That's an average rate of change. Isn't that the slope of a line between two points, delta y over delta x? So the average rate of change, or we could, in this case, call it average velocity, is just what we get by taking s of 1 uh, t value, s of t2 minus s of t1 all over t2 minus t1. These are difference between two y values and difference between two x values. So isn't that just the slope of the secant line? So remember that the average rate of change is really just the slope of the secant line between any two points on the graph. And if the average rate of change is on the interval t1 to t2. For example, our first interval, 0 to 1, or 2 to 3. First t value, second time value. If it's on an interval like this, you find it by just taking the slope of the secant line between the two points. And it's just a change in two y values over a change in two x values, making sure you're consistent. And we always start with the later y value, s of t2, minus the previous one, so we get the sign correct. Now, the average rate of change is the slope of the secant. The instantaneous rate of change, instantaneous, 
rate of change. Also, if we're talking specifically with position as a, as a function of time, then we talk about instantaneous velocity. Is the object, or in this case, Wiley Coyote's speed at any one instant with a direction up or down. So if you think about at any one instant, I'm going to go back to my drawing over here. Suppose we're looking at, I don't know, seven seconds. His instantaneous rate of change is represented by the slope of the tangent line. So if this is a tangent line, at one instant in time, we only have one point on the graph, right? At seven seconds, and we want to know how quickly he's traveling, if we only have one point, because we only have one time value, then the only way we can represent his rate of change is with the slope of a tangent line instead. And we looked at it taking smaller and smaller time intervals, and I'm going to show you that in a second to justify it. But if you take the slope of the tangent line, that's the instantaneous rate of change, in this case, instantaneous velocity. And that's just S prime of T. And what is T representing? Whatever time you want his speed at. So if you want his speed at 7 seconds, you take the derivative and plug in 7 seconds. If you want his speed at 3 seconds, you take the derivative and plug in 3. So if you want his velocity at the time when he lands, then you plug in 12 seconds, because we figured that out from the table, into, into the derivative, and you get the velocity that he's traveling at just as he lands.